Okay, it's Sunday, September the 11th, 2022. This is Technocratic Tyranny Blues. It will be in a second when I get organized. Here we go. Let's turn the faders up. So welcome, this is an impromptu show, it's not on a schedule anywhere, I just thought I'd do an hour and uh, have a bit of fun, and we'll start with a little bit of network, as I often do. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature, Mr. Beale, and I won't have it. Is that clear? You think you've merely stopped a business deal? That is not the case. The Arabs have taken billions of dollars out of this country, and now they must put it back. It is ebb and flow, tidal gravity. It is ecological balance. You are an old man who thinks in terms of nations and peoples. There are no nations. There are no peoples. There are no Russians. There are no Arabs. There are no third worlds. There is no West. There is only one holistic system of systems. One vast and main, interwoven, interacting, multivariate, multinational dominion of dollars. Petrodollars, electrodollars, multi-dollars, Reichmarks, rims, rubles, pounds, and shekels. It is the international system of currency which determines the totality of life on this planet. That is the natural order of things today. That is the atomic and subatomic and galactic structure of things today. And you have meddled with the primal forces of nature. And you will atone. Am I getting through to you, Mr. Beale? You get up on your little 21 inch screen and howl about America and democracy. There is no America. There is no democracy. There is only IBM and ITT and AT&T and DuPont, Dow, Union Carbide and Exxon. Those are the nations of the world today. What do you think the Russians talk about in their councils of state? Karl Marx? 
They get out their linear programming charts, statistical decision theories, minimax solutions, and compute the price cost probabilities of their transactions and investments, just like we do. We no longer live in a world of nations and ideologies, Mr. Beale. The world is a college of corporations, inexorably determined by the immutable bylaws of business. The world is a business, Mr. Beale. It has been since man crawled out of the slime. And our children will live, Mr. Beale, to see that perfect world in which no war or famine or pressure or brutality. One vast and ecumenical Like the dolphins, like the dolphins can swim. Though nothing, nothing will keep us together. We can beat them forever and ever. Have you shared this uh, information with anyone else? I have a YouTube channel with about 40,000 subscribers, and I've been publishing videos for two and a half years, but YouTube suppresses my work, and I publish on Twitter. So these graphs I've been sharing with Marion Koopmans, Michael Warraby, uh, Martin Koldorf, all these famous people. Uh, nobody seems to want to engage because of the, the outfit. The fact that I'm an Oracle guy pulling data from the CDC seems to get lost on them. The fact that I'm the guy who built the mapping system seems to be getting lost on them. So, again, it's hard for them to admit that they missed this, but they didn't miss it, miss it. It was hidden. It was hidden, and I'm going to show you how in the next couple slides. All right, <clears throat> you ready? There we go. We're going to go from that. Uh, okay, wait a minute. So, all um, right. So I got the USA red. That's where all we're right. going to go. All right. So this is my source. This is the data all right, source. So, all right. So hang on. Mm -hmm. Martin Kaldorf. Mm -hmm. Interesting guy. He doesn't seem to like to be challenged. Uh, Steve, I am the most obnoxious data bully on Twitter. I pick fights with Richard Ebright, um, but I'm followed by some pretty interesting people, friends of yours, right? So the interesting people follow me. The net of it is my identity is irrelevant. What matters is I'm pulling data from the CDC and the WHO. That's it. Forget, forget the guy behind the curtain. Forget it. Look at the data. 
and forget who I am. I don't want no, to I'm be not, famous. I'm, right? yeah. I'm not no, saying I'm, you. I'm, not, I'm saying in general, not you, you. I mean the public, right? <clears throat> this, is, this has been the reaction from the big names. So when I challenge them on Twitter, they don't even want to engage in this. All right, so this is the source. This is FluView at the CDC. And FluView allows you to download death surveillance Pneumonia, Influenza, Mortality Surveillance from the National Center for Health Statistics, Mortality Surveillance System. Couldn't be more specific. These are dead people. I count dead people, not cases. I count death certificates. And that's where I get it. Right? That's that's the CDC flu view. That's the source of the data. The green button download on the upper right, like at 1, 2 o'clock, that's where the data comes from. Everything, okay. I'm, every ch- chart I'm showing you comes from that green button. All right, so let's jump ahead to the next one because this is all going somewhere that gets really dark. All right, this next slide, this is pediatric influenza deaths. I look organic to you. Um, pediatric green. deaths, okay. Pediatric influenza deaths. Going, you're looking at four years of data. What's going on on this side? How did this happen? Malcolm right. Gladwell's okay. outliers, right? So you look at the season, the 2020, 2021 season, there's one death after 144, what is it 188, 199? I can't make it out from here. It looks like we've cured um, influenza. Uh, influenza. Certainly, right? Isn't that remarkable? Now, <clears throat> we didn't really try to do that, even though we were, we've been trying to do it for years, right? So there's a whole group of people working on influenza vaccines and treatments and therapeutics, and yet with no effort and no additional focus, it appears to have just disappeared. Now, let's go to the next slide, because it didn't just disappear in children. It disappeared in the United States, Steve. Between weeks 11 and 14, you're looking now at the World Health Organization's chart of specimens of influenza. This is the World Health Organization. You should see four teal peaks. Looks like the Miami Dolphins were charting something, right? You see teal and orange. And then <clears throat> it's gone. We've, it looks like we've cured it. I think they should. It's remarkable. High, fi- it's, high fiving. It's remarkable. All but, right? but wait a minute. But but you showed me earlier deaths from influenza in 2021, right? You know why that is? Because Dr. Fauci doesn't hang around with coroners. And I trust coroners. And when you're a criminal, you can't cover all your bases. And they weren't counting on somebody like me coming along and doing the math. Okay, well, wait a second. So the, the data you've shown me doesn't agree. The, <clears> this slide right. doesn't agree with the data on previous slide. Correct. And what you're about to see, this is the dark and scary part. So this is where the story gets really weird and dark. Because I just showed you death certificates in the United States. But according to the World Health Organization... And according to Dr. Fauci, influenza disappeared. So I've got a clip of Dr. Fauci talking with Brett Baer. You know, because of what we're doing with coronavirus, uh, we haven't heard a lot about the seasonal flu. We lose 30 to 60,000 people from the flu. Has that gone down dramatically? 
extraordinarily dramatically, Brett. And in fact, that is a very good testimony to the efficacy of wearing masks, avoiding congregate settings and keeping distance because we did that during this late fall, early winter. And the level of influenza in the community is remarkably low regarding comparisons to other years. Our Australian colleagues had the same experience during their winter, which is essentially our summer. When I was talking to my colleagues in Australia, they were saying, Tony, we don't have hardly any flu this year. And we think it's due to the fact that people are wearing masks, keeping their distance and avoiding congregate settings. Goes to show you that those types of public health measures actually work. Saying, Brett, it's remarkable. We have like no flu. Okay, now look oh. at this. Let's go to the next slide here. <clears throat> next slide, you're looking at four different countries. The phenomenon is something that I documented in October of 2020. I put together a white paper, and what I said was, wait a second, wait a second. We it ended worldwide. We eradicated influenza in over a hundred countries, Steve. That's but awesome. It's it's amazing, John. It's amazing. Uh, that and and I, I kept saying I am ready to go to Nobel, get the prize, right? And <clears> I want to know where do I go to get the tux. So I documented this. Well, wait a minute. It, no, you no you 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 just documented it, John. But you're not responsible for the eradication. No, but they still give prizes. The they give they give prizes for noticing medical phenomenon that are remarkable. Okay. This has never happened before. Well, this right, is the, so how come you didn't get the. <clears throat> because price. BMJ, BMJ thinks again. They don't like the outfit. It's the hat. It's the hat. All right. So it's the hat. So get rid. Get I rid of the hat. John. I, I get rid of the hat. I'm going to get capped. I'm going to end up. I can't. I don't want to get capped. So here's here's the story. Again, the data is all that matters. This is coming from the who. Look at the four quadrants. Right. What are we looking at here? Hungary. We're we're looking at Canada. We're looking at multiple countries. Now here's the phenomenon. It disappeared between weeks 11 and 14. Okay, now week 11 is mid-March. Mid-March. When President Trump declared a national emergency in all 50 states, it was Friday the 13th of March. Friday the 13th of March, he declares a national emergency in all 50 states. There weren't 200 people dead in America. There weren't 200 people dead. But we declared a national emergency in all 50 states. And when we go to the WHO and I pull up my dashboards, influenza disappeared between weeks 11 and 14 in over 100 countries. So I wrote the white paper and I sent it to Laura Ingram with all of this evidence. Okay, let's go to the next slide. Next slide, all you're right. going to see like a contact sheet. Yep. Right. Right. Walk in the park. Might, right. might have taken me less time if I because I would have programmed it rather than exactly. so you know I'm sitting there doing this by hand. So the net of this is this is a phenomenon that's never happened. It's gone with no effort, no focus, no attention. Okay. We, not we an need extra to find dollar out. <clears throat> how go to this, the next page. Could, <clears throat> next page is my get, white paper. How can we get rid of it? Yeah, it's magic. You, you figured it out? Yeah, well, I'm a magician. I didn't tell you that part. All right, go to the next slide. All right, so okay. the next slide, <clears throat> next slide is the white paper. So this isn't a joke. I actually wrote a white paper, right? And 
I jumped on a white paper that came out of the CDC. So there was a white paper at the CDC that said influenza activity during COVID from Australia, Chile, South Africa is down remarkable, remarkably low. And I said, yeah. And then what? You guys had to go to lunch? You stopped after four countries? There's a hundred other countries here, guys, where the same thing happened. And that's the end of your paper? So I piled on. I took their paper and I said, yeah, 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 everything these guys say and a hundred other countries. Here, here's the pictures. Right, okay. Simple, simple, so everything they said and a hundred more countries. Right, uh, uh, yeah, so you added that line, the worldwide eradication of influenza. Ta-da, it's like magic. All right, this is where, you know, let's go to the next slide. Now we come back to... You can't hide the blue pandemic without the green pandemic. What's the number one comorbidity of COVID? Um, influenza. Well, influenza. Really? Half of the COVID deaths have influenza. Go to the next slide. Back at the, the multi-year, this goes back to 2013, you see these influenza deaths. This was, we just had two pandemics. Now, I'm not saying that COVID doesn't exist. SARS-CoV-2 is real. It exists. It's for real. But if you want everybody to test positive for it, we both know how you do that. Right? Malone knows how to, everybody knows. We turn up the cycles on the machine. I'll find you. I'll find you SARS-CoV-2 virus in a, in in you know peaches and cottage cheese. I'll find it for you, right? I mean, yep. Give give me a stack of pancakes, yeah. and and yeah, I'll yeah, run. Yeah. I'll run that thing seventy five times until I find. I'll find it. I'll find it. Yeah, I'll yeah, find a stack find of in a stack yeah. of pancakes for sure. Yeah. All right. There you go. But guess what? You won't find in a PCR test. Uh, could it be influenza? And that's how you do the magic trick. The reason, all, the reason all the physicians are freaking out is because they didn't figure this out and they just watch people die. Okay, so, so in other words, um, people weren't being tested for... Well, this is where we get to what strain are we talking about. Let's jump ahead. Yeah, so, so, so wait a second. So, so how is influenza, uh, influenza diagnosed? And is, isn't there a you. PCR test for influenza? I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you. Right. Jump, jump ahead in the deck to the slide that has like a table of numbers and a bunch <clears> of powder <throat> blue stuff. It says comorbidities and other conditions. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yep. All right. So the first one listed is influenza pneumonia. That's P&I. 498,000 people. Yep. That's half the people. That's half our deaths. That's from last week. You read the stuff and highlighted in blue, and I was all over that story the day it happened. <clears throat> the day that happened was the day that President Trump was kicked off of Twitter. President Trump was kicked off of Twitter for talking about this aspect of the story. That 5% five or- of right. the people that died, COVID is the only thing on the death certificate, for 95% of the people, they have four comorbidities. 
and they kicked him off when he was talking about this on Twitter. And I broke this story the day it happened. I was reporting on other people reporting on it too. Mel G tweeted it, and then I went to the actual site and confirmed it. And we did a video that night. All right, but but <clears> back <throat> to the question about how uh, they're diagnosing influenza uh-huh. in people. What's what is the test that they're they're using? Are they using a PCR test for influenza? Well, they're not testing people separately, it seems. So I have a lot of followers who are nurses. Uh, PAs, physicians, uh, ER doctors. And they said, we stopped testing. I had Dr. Scott Jensen, who's running for governor in Minnesota. He came, he said, we stopped testing for influenza as soon as this thing showed up. When my patients go to the emergency room, Mm -hmm. they're not even being tested for influenza. Right, right. They're being tested with a PCR test that we know is fraught with large numbers, large percentages of false positives. Right, we stopped testing for it. Now, the respiratory panel, hang on, the respiratory panel, <clears throat> PCR test, does have 22 pathogens in it. If you go for the BioFire respiratory panel, there's 22 pathogens in the array, but this is the magic trick. What if you had tuberculosis? What does it come back as? It comes back and says, no, Steve's fine, because tuberculosis isn't in the array. There's no tuberculosis in the respiratory PCR test doesn't test you for TB. But if you go in with a chest infection and a fever and you're coughing and you feel like, oh, I feel lousy, and they say, no, you're fine. You got nothing. You got nothing, no, because it's not in there. Well, jump ahead with me two slides to this Forbes article. I told you a couple minutes back that Ray Kurzweil and Bill Joy from Sun wrote this op-ed to the New York Times back in 2005. And their story was, what is Fauci doing? He's digging up bodies from the permafrost and they're synthesizing the deadliest virus known to man. And they took exception to it. And the New York Times publishes this in 2005. This is a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. Forbes magazine. Scientists recreated the deadly 1918 flu virus. Why? I've been reporting on this for two and a half years, Steve. This is, this is the deadliest virus known to man. It is a BSL-4 pathogen. You've got to be in a balloon suit to work with it and shower afterwards. This is, this is some hardcore stuff. Let's go to the next slide. The CDC brags about the project. This is from the CDC's website. CDC in the upper left-hand corner, a bunch of little virus-looking things in the lower right. This is yep. the, the deadliest food, a complete <clears throat> story. So they brag about it. They pat themselves on the back. They're very good at this. Yep. Okay. They recreated it. Here's the story. Here's how we did it. Here's why we did it. You know, this is genius. This is why Fauci, by the way, is the highest paid guy in the government is because of this project, by the way. They considered this so strategic. That's how he got that pay grade is because of this project. But that's just like a footnote. Uh, sorry. So what, <clears throat> what, why did they want to um, reconstruct the 1918 uh, pandemic ah. virus? Well, let's go to the next page. The next page is a picture from one of my videos. 
where I read the bedtime story. So this is a bedtime story where I read the CDC's account. I, there's a Sports Illustrated version. Did you know that Sports Illustrated did a cover story called Agog the Virus Hunters? About this, about going to Alaska, digging up a woman named Lucy who died from the Spanish flu, bringing her lung tissue back to Walter Reed, sequencing the gene, and then synthesizing the gene. And then, just to put a, a cherry on top of the Sunday, I think it was, I forget if it was science or nature, so one of them is guilty, one of them is not, said, if you want us to publish the story, you're going to have to publish the genome in the public domain. So the Spanish flu H1N1 genome was published in the public domain in 2005. And this is when Ray Kurzweil said, what the hell are you doing? You can't put this on GenBank. And they did. Now, you give me any virologist in the world and let me culture one of these million people that just died. And they're going to look at what grows in that culture, and they're going to go, holy mackerel, that's Jeffrey Taubenberger's math masterpiece. This is the recreated Spanish flu from 1918. But it doesn't exist in any PCR test. Why not? 22 targets, PCR test, 45 minutes, biofire. This is BioMuro, right? This is uh, Stefan Bansell's old company. Before he was at Moderna, he ran BioMuro. BioMuro bought BioFire. This is the BioFire PCR test. It's got 22 pathogens in it. How many of them are the BSL4 version of H1N1 from 1918? Zero. Sure, because it doesn't exist anymore. Well, it doesn't exist anywhere except the laboratory because all of these guys have been screwing around with it since 2005. They published it. It's out. It, Ciro has it. It's okay. in Galveston. Everybody has it in the lab. So, Kalaoka, have, so, so all these so, guys have okay, it. So, right. So, John, the smoking gun mm -hmm. is to sequence the virus in these people who are dying. Correct. And see what you find. That's well, it. so what? Did you <clears throat> I don't have a sequencer, Steve. You have to forgive me. I don't have one of those. We'll have to get somebody who knows how to sequence a dead guy's lungs, but uh, we should have no problem with that. You you know a guy. Well, you know a well, guy. You know a guy. Um okay, so so this, you can 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 so let me ask you That this. is the smoking gun, correct. That's the smoking gun to nail which virus it is. I could be wrong. So here's the thing. It may not be this virus that I'm showing you now. This is my speculative part. But I can't imagine why would they not tell everybody about this. In other words, go back up with me. Right. 1918. 1918. Spanish. So what did I say? What did I you say? You said 2018. Oh, Very good year. Good year for Pino. Good year for Pino. Sorry. sorry. All right. Nine, go go you, with you. You recreate that virus. Why wouldn't it be? It should be then uh, uh, killing people and being contagious at an extraordinary rate. And so what you're, you're claiming is that. It is. It is. Somehow. Well, is it? 
is it also co-infecting people at the same in the same person? Yes. Go, right. So the go, person go with me to the bloom. Yes, you got it. You nailed it. Go. So I just we just looked at the uh, the comorbidity page, right? The comorbidity table. Right, the comorbid. Okay. Okay. Go back so, to the comorbidity. So, table. Okay, so 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 hang on. <clears throat> are are um and and I don't know enough about uh, uh gene sequencing uh to know, but are, are you able to take the tissue samples that are preserved in an autopsy and then do sequencing? on those tissues in order to find out what virus viri i'd have to give that a hell yes yeah yes yeah, and i don't even know that, that we need to sequence it as much we just need to culture it it just needs to let it grow in a, in a petri dish for three days the way we used uh, to do it we used to right, do it wait, 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 but you're you're talking about a bsl4 pathogen Correct. that you're culturing in a petri dish ah, you're, you're no not wonder. supposed to nope. do that there you go outside of a bsl4 lab you got it on. imagine that imagine if we did and isn't it a good thing that we stopped doing cultures i wonder why the number one comorbidity steve is influenza with a bullet by a mile half the people have influenza why didn't we give them Zofluza or Rolenza or something? Why don't we give them some antibody? We didn't. We gave them all this other well, crap. But, but clearly, we now have a treatment for the flu. Yes, because that's what, what I'm you're saying. saying. Oh, yes. true. Yes. It's not. No, 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 no. It, we, accidentally, we accidentally We accidentally come up with a, yes. a better treatment than... Yes. Right. Ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine right, 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 and the whole Zelensky right. protocol okay. so accidentally you, yeah, yeah. solves right, right. H1N1. Right. So, yeah, so you could have said this right at the very beginning of it. Well, no, no, no. But we didn't know that all these people were dying. Go now to the next slide after the oh, comorbidity. No, no. Go to the next okay. slide after comorbidity. So you get to okay, the I'm on with the... Okay, blue them out. Okay. The green are the people who died with just COVID on their death certificate. The blue are influenza PNI deaths. We knew going- But wait, but wait, 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 wait uh, a second. Uh-huh. Uh, we saw from the WHO that all of these things <clears throat> that influenza disappeared. Correct. Now, this, this data is not from, this data is from the CDC, not from the WHO. And it's so the CDC. Corners. It's from coroners and medical examiners and right, the CDC. Right, yes. but it's but it's not agreeing with the data from the WHO, so they're getting right. it from different sources. And I've been tweeting about that for the last year, saying why does the WHO and the CDC <clears throat> not agree here? According to the WHO, it disappeared. Right, right. According to the CDC, right. a <clears throat> million people are dead. A million right. people. All right, so when we start to say, well, wait a second, we all know they overcounted. We know Dr. Burks said that we take a very liberal approach to mortality. We have twice the deaths of India. So I think in this country, we've taken a very liberal approach to mortality. There are other countries that if you had a pre-existing condition, and let's say the virus called you to go to the ICU and then have a heart or kidney problem, some countries are recording that as a heart issue or a kidney issue and not a COVID-19 death. Um, right now, we're still recording it. And we'll, I mean, the great thing about having forms that come in and a form that has the ability to mark it as COVID-19 infection, the intent is right now that those, if someone dies with COVID-19, we are counting that. 
as a COVID-19 death. Are you, can you be sure? I mean, you hear from coroners that that's not necessarily the case. Or are you sure? How can you be confident about that? And is there any concern that it skews? India has four and a half times our population. We've got twice as many dead. That makes no sense. So when you ratchet our deaths down and you say, all right, maybe it's 5%, 10%. The CDC tells us 5% of the people that died had just COVID-19 on the death certificate. That's the green stuff right there. Everything else you see here, that's influenza PNI deaths. So a couple phenomenon. One thing, they didn't talk about it. All right, going into it, we knew we had things like Oseltamivir, uh, Zofluza, Relenza, etc. Then the Zelensky protocol comes along. And everybody starts understanding, well, wait a second, if we do this and we do vitamin D and we do this and we hydroxy, ivermectin, et cetera, <clears throat> this is effective. And I'm racking my brains going, they've accidentally come up with a therapeutic regimen for H1N1. Nobody knows that because nobody knows H1N1's happening. And I'm reporting this to Laura Ingram. I'm sharing all this with her and it's not showing up. And yet... She's as sweet as can be in the, we're back and forth. She's sending me stuff from CDC and just playing me along and stringing me along and stringing me along. And this goes on for months and months and months. This doesn't get out. And these people, now we've got a million people dead. So yes, there's these new potential treatments for H1N1 and we had existing antivirals. Nobody knows the outbreaks there. Nobody knows there's two pandemics because Fauci needed to hide this one because he built it it's his beast it's his frankenstein yes but how do you know that fauci um uh, coordinated the launch of a cover virus which is which he would be just as guilty of if not more so oh, where he's got you know direct that's the speculation part right so and, right and, now... and plus that, that that research had been going on for years which research before which research? the the gain of function research in uh, at the Wuhan lab. Correct. Uh, so here's, if you want me to speculate, I will speculate. So I think this H1N1 reconstructed pandemic influenza had already begun to spread through the Southern hemisphere again, based on the data I have from the WHO. So the data that I have from the WHO shows a huge outbreak in Australia, Chile, Argentina, South Africa in the summer, June, July, August of 2019. Then it moves to the Northern Hemisphere, knocks the wind out of us. We've got 4,000 people dying of this thing. Fauci needs a virus to blame this on that presents almost identically. He knows exactly what Dazic has in his quiver because he pays for it. 39 states now reporting high flu activity. Seven more children lost last week alone. 20 people, including flight attendants and medical staff, are under isolation. The first patient diagnosed with Ebola in the United States. Current infectious disease outbreaks are at the highest rates in our history. EcoHealth Alliance is combating misinformation, fear, and panic with state-of-the-art science. We're cutting through the noise, going viral, and connecting you to a healthier world. So we came up with a really simple solution. If you put a lid on top of those pots as they're in the tree overnight, you can prevent the virus getting into the drink and prevent the virus contaminating people. This is how we can prevent outbreaks in the future. Simple, cost-effective solutions that work. Over the noise. 
by developing clear and concise solutions to complicated problems. Your support helps us create practical interventions to global problems. Our teams are on the ground right now using cutting-edge science to create a world without pandemics, a world without panic. A world where people live in harmony with wildlife and ecosystems around us. That's our vision for the future. What's yours? He knows what's in the book. He knows what's in the catalog. He knows what symptoms he can whip up. And he says to Dazic, I need you to meet me in the park. This isn't going to be an email. I, we need to have a chat. I need something that's going to present in the following way. And lo and behold, a virus shows up that has a certain set of symptoms. And when you look at the overlay of the blue and the green, these are different viruses. This is like, you know, this is like a dog and a wolf. I mean, these aren't, these aren't the same species. They may be in the same genus or whatever, but they're not the same species. Yeah, but why are pe like having people get two viruses at the same time? These right. people who are sick are all testing positive. Or COVID. Sure. Oh, they're, they're so COVID is real. COVID's real. And it's rampant. And you know what? All these people who are dying, if we tested them for HPV, 70 or 80% oh. of them would oh. test positive for HPV, for human, you know, papillomavirus. They could have that too. And chickenpox, zoster virus. It's in them. <clears throat> they got all these things in them. Right? If you tested me right now, I probably have HPV, zoster virus, right? They're all in me. Just crank that thing up. Crank it up to 47. And uh, I but, yeah, people, if you do a lateral flow assay on these, uh, people who are getting sick with COVID. Right. Right. So the, so the question is, uh, those assays are developed from SARS-CoV-2 virus. Yes. So the question is, there a commonality here so that that's your it's very very astute, very astute. Back, that's what I said to Laura Ingram back in May of 2020. I said, if you let me make the tests, I can give you whatever percentage of the country positive you want whenever you want. Let me make the tests. That's the secret. So you just nailed it. You got it. So, in other words, people are, uh, if we were to sequence people and actually look for the 1980 H1N1, it appears that's it. We would, we would well, find it. But, but who has done this? Nobody. Now, here's the thing, though. Go If we look at any one of these Blue Mountain charts that I have, right, it could be H14N9 that one of these lunatics cooked up in their gain-of-function lab, and I'm wrong about this, the number, but the whole rest of the story is right. In other words, I'm close enough for horseshoes or hand grenades, right? So if I'm wrong about it and it's not that exact line, well, it sure as hell killed a million people. That we know. We're counting death certificates from influenza PNI. So whether or not it's Taubenberger's strain, that's my supposition, only because I can't imagine why would we hide it? 
why would we not want to tell people, hey, it looks like there's two viruses out there. This influenza thing took off. COVID's now here. Get tested. You might well, need this. You might need that. Why so you're, you're, actually, you're actually fortunate, right, that the 1918 virus is in gene bank, yes. right? Yes. Now, that is now to That's solve a the gift. crime. Yeah, to solve that the crime. That is a gift. Yes. Now, but I need somebody to take this seriously. In other words, I'm pulling death certificate data from the CDC, but because of bias, because I'm not in a lab coat, I call it Milgram bias. If I was in a lab coat that said Yale, right, everybody would be listening to what I had to say. Why don't but you I'm get one of those? But I'm, I, I, John, I, you go to, I don't you use, I don't use phones or credit cards. I don't want to be found by the guys that want me. Let's go to this excess deaths. You'll get a kick out of this. And then if you want to talk about vaccines and you want to spend a couple more minutes, but everybody's been talking about excess deaths. Everybody's been talking about excess deaths. If you jump forward. Yeah, I got it. Okay. Doing that. All right. Everybody's been talking about the excess deaths. And I'm afraid of trying to maybe fit a bit of a square peg in a round hole. Jump ahead to the next slide. Those are that's the influenza P and I deaths in the same time frame. Well, it's better if you superimpose these. Let's go to the next slide. Okay. Okay. And then go to the superimposed version. Pretty similar. Hmm. Okay. Game, set, and match until somebody shows better data with a better fit. This is the difference between inductive reasoning and deductive okay. reasoning. So, okay. So these, um, in the influenza, uh, they're diagnosing the influenza from a PCR test using that 21. Postmortem. They're, Postmortem, right? But they're looking; they're not looking to see whether this is the 1980 flu. Correct. Correct. They're that's not, the. That's you're the not going to find what you're not looking for. This is a test of selective attention. Count how many times the players wearing white pass the basketball. So this is the gorilla walking through that you don't see because you're looking at the basketball. It's a guy in a gorilla suit walking through. It's that video. How many passes did you count? The correct answer is 15 passes. But did you see the gorilla? This video is from research by Daniel Simons and Christopher Chabrie and is copyrighted. It is available for use in talks, training, and teaching on DVDs from VizCog Productions. Learn more at theinvisiblegorilla.com. You know the gorilla illusion, right? You know the gorilla illusion. So you're not going to find what you're not looking for. And if you get everybody to panic about this, 
we got a wild, you know, we got a wild pit bull in the neighborhood and the wild pit bull in the neighborhood is mauling all the kids because this other guy's got a Kodiak bear on the loose. I hunt bear. (laughs) Okay. I hunt bear. So to me, so now they want to blame the pit bull. Yeah. They want to, they want to blame the pit bull because I don't want anybody to know that the bear got loose. The bear got loose, Steve. John, you're looking looking for the bear. Ray Kurzweil warned us. Bill Joy. I mean, Bill Joy is such a... I'm a sailor, and Bill Joy has one of the most amazing yachts on planet Earth. And boy, oh boy, he nailed it. 17 years ago, 2005, recipe for destruction. They nailed it. But they're afraid to come forward now. They're afraid to come forward now. Because they, they I think they're nuts, they, but I've got the goods. What? I've got the receipts. Bill, Bill, Bill Joy. You know him, right? You know Bill. I know Bill. Yeah. Bill I've Joy. I've never been on his yacht, though. Uh, John, have you been on Bill Joy's yacht? You and I need to go sit down with Bill and show him these numbers. And I'll I'll tack the boat while you two go over the numbers. And we'll get his boat moving. I'm a, I'm a U.S. Coast Guard captain. Have you shared this uh, information with anyone else? I have a YouTube channel with about 40,000 subscribers and I've been publishing videos for two and a half years, but YouTube suppresses my work and I publish on Twitter. So these graphs I've been sharing with Marion Koopmans, Michael Warraby, uh, Martin Koldorf, all these famous people. Uh, nobody seems to want to engage because of the, the outfit. <clears throat> the fact that I'm an Oracle guy pulling data from the CDC seems to get lost on them. The fact that I'm the guy who built the mapping system seems to be getting lost on them. So, again, it's hard for them to admit that they missed this, but they didn't miss it, miss it. It was hidden. It was hidden. And I'm going to show you how in the next couple slides. All right. <clears throat> you ready? There we go. We're going to go from the uh, mountain. Okay, wait so. All right, so I got the USA red. That's where we're going to go. All right, so this is my source. This is the data source. All right, so hang on. Mm -hmm. Martin Kaldorf, interesting guy. He doesn't seem to like to be challenged. This is math. This is numbers. This is charts. This is, I spent 30-something years doing this for the likes of NASDAQ, J.P. Morgan Chase, Morgan Stanley. That's what I've been doing my whole life. And I worked on clinical trials at one point. We can talk about that another time. <clears throat> the net of it is my identity is irrelevant. What matters is I'm pulling data from the CDC and the WHO. That's it. Forget, forget the guy behind the curtain. Forget it. Look at the data and forget who I am. I don't want no, to I'm be not, famous. I'm, right? yeah. I'm not no, saying I'm, you. I'm, not. I'm saying in general, not you, you. I mean the public, right? So <clears throat> this, is, this has been the reaction from the big names. So when I challenge them on Twitter, they don't even want to engage in this. All right. So this is the source. This is flu view at the CDC and flu view allows you to download death surveillance, pneumonia, influenza, mortality surveillance from the national center for health statistics, mortality surveillance system. Couldn't be more specific. These are dead people. I count dead people, not cases. I count death certificates. And that's where I get it. 
<clears throat> Let's go to the okay. next slide. All right, so what right, the hell? Wait, 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 wait. All right, so we're back to the beginning again now. That was Steve Kirsch meets John Cullen, part two. We've got 42 minutes of it, so that wasn't the fun that I thought I was going to have. But uh, but it was a good it was a good thing to watch. So I'm going to end this show now and come back maybe with some music a bit later on because I thought I was going to do music and I didn't. Uh, but that's it for now. Thanks for watching, listening. See you later.